Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Somebody say the grace makes the difference. The grace makes the difference. Hallelujah. When you read that Old Testament carefully, throughout the scriptures, you hear you or you come across phrases like and he found grace in his sight if i have found grace in your sight or found grace in sight so found grace in sight it's it's used in different categories human be there are times when human beings find grace in the sight of other human beings and there are times where human beings find grace in the sight of god now finding grace in the sight of somebody you cannot find grace in the sight of somebody who is lesser than you you only find grace in the sight of somebody who is bigger or greater in power, in, ma- in majesty, or in something than you. And that is why God cannot find grace before you, but you find grace in his sight. And so when you read very carefully, Bible talks about how Jacob found grace even with Esau. When Esau was coming to kill him, Bible said Jacob found grace with Esau. And then Laban found grace in the sight of Jacob. Ruth found grace in the sight of Boaz. Esther, somebody say Esther. Esther in Esther chapter 2 verse 17, Bible says that Esther found great before the king. He was chosen out of the many women that came. If she found grace before King Ahasuerus, you will find grace. Listen, you will find grace before the people that matter in your life. Jacob, and another way of saying somebody found grace is meant to say somebody found favor. Joseph found favor and found grace with Potiphar, his master. Even in prison, the Bible said that he found grace before the prison warden, the one who oversaw them and supervised them. He found grace. Now, I prophesy into your life that you will find grace in the sight of people who matter in your destiny. People who, listen, human beings can be powerful. I'm telling you, God is almighty. He's all powerful. Almighty El Shaddai. That is what he is. There is nobody beyond his level. That is why those of us who have him, who know him, can resort to him when the going gets too much. He gets involved because he who is the righteous, that who is above all, is on our side. Do you understand that? But those who don't have God on their side, they have to busily always look for people to be on their side. Now, when we have God on our side, he just ma- he moves the heart of people. Bible says that the heart of a king is it, as, as water is in the rocks. The rock just turns. When the water gets to a rock, it just gets turned. The way the rock turns the water, or the water is in the rock, that's how the king, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. It does not cause God anything to somebody's heart who matters in your life some bosses some some business tycoons and big people who carry power people who sit in the corridors of power god is about to touch their heart and they will just favor you people are powerful and i prophesy to you that anybody who matters in the on your journey of destiny god will give you favor before him in the name of jesus christ now, when you read Genesis chapter 6, verse 8, in the book of Genesis chapter 6, there was crisis because people were living in sin. 
sin abounded. And Bible says that, but there was one man. Somebody say one man. One man. May God find you that one man. There was one man who found grace in the sight of God. His name is Noah. Bible says, but Noah, Genesis chapter 6 verse 8, Noah found grace in the sight of God. And so, ooh, watch this. When Noah found grace in the sight of God, people, when people were drowning in the water, he was floating on the same water. <laughs> Somebody shout grace. Grace. Grace is what causes you to float on what is sinking others. What others are sinking, you'll be floating. You'll be floating. And they'll ask you, you say, Grace. Grace makes the journey great. <laughs> I, have, I have this statement I've been saying that he who is carried by grace has a smooth ride. Grace will cause you to float when others are sinking. Noah. Moses also found grace before God. Somebody say, Moses. Grace before God, and there's somebody called Lot in Genesis chapter 19, verse 19. He found grace before the angels of God. You will find grace. You will find grace because it's your season of grace. You will not be denied your grace. You will not be denied access into your grace. When the grace of God comes upon you, you see, the for you to what is grace? People normally say, What is grace? People know, it's usually which is correct, unmerited favor, which I know will not be strange to most of us here. Grace is simply said to be unmerited favor, and it's a gift of God. But that is not just all. Grace has dimensions. And I want I want to take you briefly to the original words of grace. One of the original words, that's the Hebrew word for grace, is spells like C-H-E-N. The E with a cap on it, which is pronounced Cain. Grace. It means to stoop down. To stoop down and come bend to favor. And so God just in all his majesty decides to come down, lower himself. You know there's a scripture that sounds like that. He lowered himself. He laid aside his majesty. That's why the Bible said, in him was fullness of grace, Jesus Christ. He laid aside his majesty, Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 downwards. The Bible said that, let this mind be in you which was in Christ, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count his robbery to be equal with man, but humbled himself even to the death on the cross. He lowered it. So grace is to just bend, go down, not necessarily from heaven. That is why I say you could find grace with somebody, somebody who matters, who has power, who has uh, some authority. The person decides to act on your level and on your behalf in your faith with his power and authority so that is what Shen or Cain suggests and then what the Greek the Greek word for grace which most of you should know is caris say caris <laughs> say caris caris simply means grace it means graciousness let me mention some of the things that caris mean caris is a divine influence upon the heart it's a divine influence upon the heart and it reflects itself in life. And so when you receive caris, when you receive grace, caris, it is a divine influence upon your heart which manifests itself in your life. Say manifest. That is a very important word. So when you receive grace, it will manifest. 
grace is a, a divine influence and it manifests in acceptance places where they are not accepting people places where they are not inviting people places where they are not tolerating people they tolerate you they accept you they celebrate you grace will make that for you this year where you have been rejected before they will invite you you even have to go again to ask will you accept me again they will invite you i see somebody receiving a letter of invitation to be honored in the name of jesus this year when those who used to ask you who are you they'll begin to ask you how are you <laughs> that is grace hallelujah so grace reflects itself in acceptance in benefits benefits some of you i don't believe in that you 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 work so hard and then when the money comes unnecessary challenges attacks and things and then it's something it's like all your money is wasted you will not waste money you will not waste money listen your money will only be spent on things that are necessary your for instance you won't be wasting your money trying to repair things trying to uh, 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 go for certain healings trying to waste money no in the first place i'm why am i saying that because you are not permitted to sick to be sick sickness has been banned from your arena <laughs> hey i said sickness has been banned from your arena no permission to enter any sickness that approaches, you must know that it is an unauthorized approach. The sickness is making an unauthorized approach. It is, those of you who use credit card, have, when you put it and then <laughs> you swipe it, and those of you who have done till work before, when you swipe it and they, they are trying to wait to uh, authorize the transaction, and then they will say decline. <laughs> and then those behind you, you begin to be ashamed. <laughs> There was a time, there was a time I went to buy fuel. I thought there was some money there. I tried to pay, and normally there's a queue, you know. I gave the person. No, I think I even wrote a check. It was a check, and they, 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 had, they had changed my card or something has happened. So I paid. I thought I was paying with. I paid, and the man swiped the thing. He finished everything. I was feeling good, waiting to go. Swipe the thing. I was waiting for him just to give me my card. He said, and then he turned the screen. He said, "Look, decline." <laughs> I said, how? And he said, do you have enough money in it? I said, yeah, that's, that, it should go through, it should go through, it should. And I started sweating. And I had to remove an old card, which I wasn't sure would work. I said, well, this one, would, they, would he accept this one? But God being so good to me, he said, you know, try and put in some money tomorrow morning. Because, <laughs> because I had a check guarantee card. You know, when you, 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 you swipe your card and you say decline, it feels very bad. Now, sickness will begin to feel bad around your life. Satanic attacks and inter, uh, uh, satanic interference will begin to feel bad because they'll try to come and say declined. Decline. The access access code was not accepted. It has been denied. The devil has been denied access in the name of Jesus from your marriage, from your health, from your job, from your finances, from your marriage, from your family. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say, Satan. Satan. Say, devil. devil. Access denied. My benefits loaded unto me. Grace means benefit. Grace means favor, as I mentioned already. Grace means gifts. Gifts are coming your way. Some of you are about to receive checks in the mail. Amen. Checks will come. Checks will be coming in the mail. In Jesus' name, I receive it, Lord. Hallelujah. So shall it be. It also manifests itself in graciousness. You become gracious when you are full of grace. When grace is working on your life, you become gracious. 
Sometimes people see you and they just don't know why they like you. There's something. David, when David appeared before, he said the guy was of a fair countenance. There, there's something about the boy. There is something about you. And not just that. When you are gracious, you just, just favor people. In other words, things that people expect that, how, why did you sit down for him to treat you that way? And he said, oh, don't worry. It doesn't matter. He didn't do it intentionally. And you find it easy to let go. You find it easy to bless people. You are gracious because grace is working in your life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Grace manifests itself like that. And also grace manifests itself in pleasure. Somebody say pleasure. Pleasure, pleasure is good. But when you set your heart to look for, there are two types of pleasure. Pleasures forevermore and then pleasures for a season. Bible says that Jacob, or sorry, uh, Moses said he would not try to enjoy the pleasures of Egypt, which was for a season. Don't go after the pleasures of Egypt. You have to go for the pleasures forevermore. Bible says in his presence is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. That will be your portion. And so grace also manifests itself in pleasures. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Now let's quickly look at Jeremiah chapter 14 verse 8 and 9. But before you go there, jump to Romans chapter 6, 14. Romans 6, 14. We will do a, a bit of reading of scriptures today because I want to set the pace for what God is about to do. And your scriptural basis is what qualifies you for divine enjoyment. The every divine benefits that will be loaded to you is always done on the basis of your scriptural basis or is done on the on scriptural basis now jeremiah chapter 14 jeremiah 14 oh, did i say okay that's the second one we'll be reading so let's quickly go to romans chapter 6 then we will rush to jeremiah 14 romans chapter 6 verse 14 oh somebody say thank you jesus Say thank you, Jesus. Now, so when we talk about the definition of grace, grace is not just unmerited favor, but grace, the effect of grace is manifest itself in some of the things I've spoken about. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Charis manifests himself in, the, in some of the things I've spoken about. So when they say Moses found grace before God, or Jacob found grace before God, or Joseph found grace before his master, anytime they found grace, something began to change in their lives. Look at Jacob. Or look at Joseph. Because of the grace he found before um, the prison warden, they made him head over the prison. In the prison. In Potiphar's house, they entrusted everything into his hand. Genesis chapter 39. And when you, when you look at Noah, when everybody was about to be executed, because of him, his family was preserved. You understand that? So you can't tell me there's grace on your life and it's not manifesting anything. So even in the Old Testament, when grace was upon their lives, you saw things happening. You saw things being manifested. That is in the Old Testament. And they didn't have, the, the kind of grace they had was limited. I'm going to show you in the scriptures. But when you look at Romans chapter 6, verse 14, Romans 6, 14 goes on to read and say that, For sin shall not have dominion over you. Why? For ye are un, not under law, but under grace. Sin, that is why I am proud and bold enough to tell you that some things are prohibited from your arena because nothing is supposed to nothing of the devil is supposed to have dominion over you the devil only is able to operate in the arena of sin when sin prevails the devil can act hallelujah that is why it means that um, uh, when uh, unbelief is sin 
when sin prevails, the devil can act. That is why in, for the devil to be able to have dominion over Adam and Eve, he had to lure them into sin. And when sin entered, the devil sin always comes with the devil. So the devil have dominion in the area arena of sin uh, and any other thing. Sin was what introduced sorrow, sicknesses, trouble, problems, and all that and all the like. When you read Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, it says that for by grace are ye saved through faith and not of your words. By grace. Somebody say grace. Are you saved? The word saved, the Greek word saved is sozo. S-O-S-O sozo. Sozo just doesn't mean like you have been saved from something. It means delivered, protected, covered provided for. You understand what I'm trying to say? So salvation is not like only to forgive your sin. When it says that you are saved, it, it means a lot more, more than just being forgiven your sins. That is what I'm trying to say. And the so Bible says that for we, sin does no longer has dominion over us. For we are no more under the law, but we are under grace. Say under grace. I just want to emphasize on the fact that you are operating under a different influence. He said we are under grace. Say we. Who are the we? Those who are born again and in Christ. We are under grace. As soon as you come to Christ, as soon as Christ takes over your life, you are operating under grace, under a particular umbrella. And so your every aspect of your life comes under grace. And now you be, have to begin to enjoy the benefits that comes with the grace. Now, so when you are under grace, the kind of grace we are enjoying in the New Testament is different from the kind of grace. Grace was also in the New Old Testament. They experienced it in, the, in, in certain portions and certain aspects, but not like the dimension we are uh, enjoying. I'll, I'll prove that to you briefly in the scriptures, but I, I wanted us to read this for you to know that we are under grace. Now, let's go to John, John chapter 1, verse 14. 15, 16, 17, 18. Then we will go to the Jeremiah. Then we pick it from there quickly. You understand what I'm trying to say? Because I want you to, I want you to know the kind of grace we are operating with. Or we are operating on. When he says you are under grace, how does it differ from the grace that uh, the Old Testament folks, the Old Testament uh, uh, um, people, the Old Testament saints, how is our grace different? Or how does our, the grace we are under or we enjoy, how does it differ from this? Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt, excuse me, and dwelt amongst us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace. Somebody shout it, full of grace. Full of grace grace and truth then we jump to verse 16 and of him uh, sorry and of his fullness have all we received grace for grace now talking about jesus christ of his fullness now what the grace that was the kind of grace that was in operation in the old testament was not a full grace it was an aspect of grace it was grace all right but we have grace in its full measure in its fullness that means that the opportunities and the privileges we enjoy must outweigh what the old testament folks enjoyed you understand where i'm coming from and now look at what the old testament says enjoyed what the great when they say somebody find grace before the eyes of somebody see the things that followed now we should have it and have it more abundantly john 10 10 he said that is why i have come i came for a reason i came to effect a change in your life I came to create a change in your circumstances. And so there's no way you can be in Jesus and your situation remains the same. The devil is a liar. Yes. Now let's go to the Jeremiah, then we can go. The Jeremiah I quoted earlier. Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 
Uh, let me read verse 7, 8, 9. Or oh, let me read verse 8 and 9 quickly. Oh, the hope of Israel. That is the Israelites calling. Oh, the hope of Israel, Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 8 and 9. Oh, the hope of Israel, the savior thereof in time of trouble. Why should, why should thou be as a stranger in the land and as a wayfaring man that turneth aside to tarry for a night? In other words, somebody who is traveling and is looking for a place to sleep, so he just, you know, pops in into a motel, hotel, some just to sleep. And said that, God, why are you, why is it like you are not necessarily ours with us? And then all you have a visitor or you, you, let's say, your brother comes or your sister comes and is living with you for some time and then still she beha behaves or that your friend comes living and behaves like this is not his house, he's just in a hotel. No, you, you expect the person, feel free, this is your house, this is your home. And so he said that, but how... For instance, I take you to my house and then you realize that I'm behaving like I'm in a hotel and you even feel more comfortable than me. So he says that God, but how can you be behaving? It's like, God, you are not really resident with us. It looks from the way things happen, looks like God, you are not resident with us. You are not definitely permanent with us. So that's what he's trying to say that how can you behave like that? Oh God, why should thou be as a man astonished, as a mighty man that cannot save? Yet thou, O Lord, are in the midst of us, and we are called by thy name. Leave us not. Now, this is the Israel. They are crying because they had sinned, and so they are seeing the manifestation of their evil deeds. Hello. And so that is why they're saying that because the evil deeds has caused this situation to happen. It looked like God was a stranger. And what, if God is with that, why, 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 what is happening, Lord? So this was a cry unto God. It was their fault. It wasn't that God has withdrawn from them, but their situation made them cry. But what I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters here, is that they knew what it meant for God to be with you. When God is with you, it doesn't look like everything. He said, how is it that you are the mighty, but you cannot save? Now, how come we are enjoying fullness of grace, but we are so deficient in a lot of areas of our lives? How come it is our season of grace and things are still so tight as if nothing has happened? So that is the question that the guy was asking. The Israel said, oh, if God is with us, something will not be, or something will be different. If God is with us, things cannot just go anyhow. So, I announce to you that because God has taken a keen interest in your life and he has ushered you into fullness of grace from today, from today, from today, from today, it will never be the same again in your life. You will begin to enjoy the fullness of grace. Now, I'll, before I finish, I'll just quickly go into how to release the faith or the, the, the grace. The five things to do. Grace, five is the number of grace. I'll show you some five things to do. But let's quickly go on and let me show you in um, the, the, the characteristics, some of the characteristics of grace. It's our year of grace. And then when somebody is living under grace, there are certain characteristics that will be manifesting in the person's life. And so people, see, people, when people are talking to you like you don't have a God, when things, everybody wondering, what is wrong with this sister? What is wrong with this brother? That is what he's saying, that how can this be? But I'm announcing to you that the grace that is coming on your life, it, you will say that there's grace on my life and it's not evidencing. 
Because the grace that is coming on your life will be evidently clear that there is something on your life. You get where I'm coming from? Now look at the book of Acts chapter 11. Acts chapter 11. Acts 11, 23. Acts chapter 11, verse 23. It says that, and when he came, talking about uh, 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 apostle, when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all, that with purpose of heart they should cleave unto the Lord. Now, when he came, talking about apostles, when the apostles came to them, he noticed something. Hello? He said, when he came and has seen the grace of God, in other words, when the grace comes, it will be evident. When grace begins to manifest, it will be evident in your life. Grace just doesn't remain in the spirit. Grace manifests itself in physical issues. And so he said that when he has seen the grace on our life, the grace on your life will be demonstrated. In fact, people will look at you and your life will be a statement of how gracious God is. <laughs> Anybody who sees you has read a, 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 a notice that God is good. God is gracious. Your life shall be an evidence of the grace of God. Look at Exodus chapter 33. I'm going to show you another something very interesting. Exodus chapter 33. Exodus chapter 33 verse 13 and 14. Now Moses was talking to God. He wanted God to do something for them. For the children of Israel. He was pleading with God. And see, let's take notice of his terminologies here. And, and now that's talking, that's Moses talking. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, if I have found grace in thy sight, something must happen. Show me now thy way. That I may know thee and that I may find grace in thy sight. And consider that this nation is thy people. Now, Moses said, somebody say, if. if. So he's asked, if, you, if there is grace on my life, then Lord, do something. Come with us. Show me. And now, God answered him. Listen to how God answered in the verse 14. And he said, my presence shall go with thee and I will, I will give thee rest. In other words, said, if your grace is with us, God, don't leave us on the way. The children of Israel were sinning against God. And so God wanted to just release them for punishment. Moses said, Lord, if I have found grace in your sight, then don't leave us. Show me your way and keep, come with us. And God said that, okay, no problem. My presence will go with you. Do you understand that? That means that Moses, yes, you have really found grace. Moses said, if I have found grace, let your presence go with me. And so the presence of God around the person's life is an evidence of his grace in your life. Grace is supernatural ability upon your ability to make your inability effective. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, look at Exodus. Um, look at, sorry, Genesis chapter 30. Now, so when the presence of God is on somebody... Let's see the effects. I'm trying to say that when the grace comes on you, because he said, if your grace is, if I found grace in your sight, if your grace is with me, then go with me. And God said, my presence is with you. It's an evidence of my grace. And so now, if that, so if God, you find grace, if the grace of God is upon your life, see something that is going to happen in Genesis chapter 30, 
Did I say 30? Yeah, Genesis chapter 30, verse, this scripture, I love it very much. You don't have to forget it. Genesis chapter 30, verses 27. Genesis 30, verse 27. This is talking about Jacob and Laban. Jacob wanted to leave because he felt time was up for him to go forward in life. So he wanted to leave to go. And then now listen to what Laban said. And Laban said unto him, verse 27, I pray thee if I have found favor in thy eyes. Laban was asking Jacob that if I have found favor with you, if you know you, if you know you really like me and you are going to favor me, then do this for me. Even Jake, even Laban needed the favor of Jacob. Why? Because Jacob had the favor of God. When you have favor of God on your life, people fight to enter your life. They just want to be identified with you. What Bible says in the book of um, Micah chapter I think 4 verse 1 and 2 or 2 verse 1 to 4 it talks about how in the last days the house of the Lord shall be exalted and people run people want to be called by the name of the house of God that is grace somebody say grace somebody will want to say oh I know him I know her you know she's my friend she's uh, she's my sister's friend she's like this she's like that they begin to give reasons why they know you meanwhile you don't, you don't even know them you don't know why maybe somebody mentioned you to them that oh, this the person, this, 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 and then, but because of what good is happening, the other time somebody called me, and the person was going on and on. I saw I was in the traffic with my wife uh, driving. Somebody put it on, stopped me, stopped me, and I, I stopped. The person came, was so excited. You know, he said, "We have seen, I've seen your 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 article in the magazine, and it's very nice, and you are doing." You see, when people see that God is taking you forward, they just want to identify with you, and I said, "Grace." will make you distinguished listen thank you holy spirit thank you lord listen i'm not telling fables i'm submitting something that works it will work for you it will work for you dignitaries will call you dignitaries will just you won't know why what they have seen in you but i'm telling you they will be looking out for you they will be looking out for you David was somewhere and Saul had a problem and somebody went to Saul and said, Saul, I've seen this boy and this boy is good. You need him. Somebody will go and tell that somebody who is very important, who is great, some dignitaries, somebody will go and tell them that, my friend, you need this person. Somebody will celebrate you to somebody who matters. Because great. you don't know, you may be sitting home, even relaxing. Some of us, we are sitting and worrying, oh God, how am I going to? And then somebody is basically advertising you to people. People who matters. And they say, where is he? Is he? Is there somebody like that around? Where is she? Are you sure there's somebody like that? Please call her for me. Call her for me. That will be your testimony. That will be your testimony. It is time for the people to begin to experience grace in this dimension. Amen. We must be distinguished from others. I believe in that. That's for that one. I believe in it. We must be distinguished from the others. Everything is not everything that can happen to us. And some things must happen to us which doesn't necessarily happen to you. Don't get it. Because we will be privileged to receive the favor of God. And watch what, what this guy said. He said, If I found grace in your in your side. Oh verse 27. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee if I found favor in thy side, tarry. He said, don't go, don't go. Tarry for uh, Jesus. This is, the, this is where the, the meat is. He said, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. 
I have, someone say by experience. He said, I have learned by experience that God has blessed me because of you. It's about time. Watch that. All, all I'm trying to say is that grace can be evident. It's about time people will see literally that, in fact, their connection with you is helping them. <laughs> they will see that their connection with you, though they may not be receiving something physical or some money, they will realize and discover that they are. He said, I have learned by experience. Unfortunately, by the time some people learn, it is too late. You are just too busy, you are inaccessible to them. I pray that may God help you because, listen, your connection with grace carries. Your connection with carries is doing much for you. But I pray that by the time you discover it, it's not too late. And that, so that the devil has kicked you so far to the back that your recovery has become a major battle. That will not be your testimony. That even with these little times, God will open your eye to discover that my association with this work, my association with the church is making some major difference in my life. The problem is that it's very easy as a Christian to miss the fact that your association with certain cardinal people is bringing the blessing of the Lord. And you think that, well, we are all human beings. I can go on. I can do this. So you begin to try it on your own, like Abraham and Lot. Lot thought he, he also had, no, no. Bible said, God called Abraham and said, I'll bless you. And Lot went with Abraham, so Lot was also blessed. But when Lot separated himself, he realized the difference. <laughs> then you can't explain how it works. But it is not by might. It is not by power. But it is the grace of God. I pray that people, even your family members, God will help them to know that you are so key. You are a key figure in their peace in life. May God help them. May God help the place, your, your, your emplo uh, 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 employers. May God help them to notice that you are being there. is helping them in the name of Jesus Christ. Laban said that since I employed you, I realized that by, I've realized by experience that it has been very well with me. And listen to what he said. He says that, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Verse 30. For, for your sake. Verse 30 says that, for it was little, for it was little which thou hast before I came. That's, now Jacob was talking now. He said, it was little which thou hast before I came. And now it is increased into, unto a multitude. And the Lord has blessed thee since my coming. And now, when shall I provide for my own house also? <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, the Lord has blessed you since my coming. Sometimes, that is the, the irony about the, the, the whole thing. There are times you'll be working in a company and because of the anointing on your life, the company is receiving some impartation. And maybe they are not paying you so much. And sometimes you realize that, ah, these people, don't they realize that I'm making a difference in my life? Like a pastor friend of mine who was chatting with me last week, he said that there's this, this lady who came into his church, the lady was struggling, and through prayer and intercession, what you, when she was giving a testimony, what she said matters a lot. See, sometimes when you get to the, when you get, when the, the going becomes critical, you realize that it's not an issue of money, it's not an issue of your job, or your importance, your position. Life, I keep saying, life is not a right. No one has the right to take your life because you are a human being. You are created in God's image. Sacred. Life is sacred. But to be alive is just by grace. To be alive is God's choice. To be alive is God's privilege. 
can imagine that's why last week I said, no, it doesn't matter how big, how great you are. When it's time to die, you can you can say, Me, I won't die. Hey, me, I won't die. Who is it? Look at the great men and women who have lived in history. They all came, they died and went. Some of them were so powerful at the point in time we never thought they could even die. They died and went away. And so life is a is just privilege, it's not a right. And so when you come face to face with death, you realize that nothing matters again but just pardon and mercy. That's why I like that testimony which he said, the man said, thank you for your prayers. Because he had discovered something. You see, sometimes he gets somewhere and realizes that there was somebody who called me recently. I, the person used to come to me, I used to pray with her, and then miracles and God began to intervene. I didn't see it. Sometimes we see, when you receive your answer, you begin to think, oh, it's okay. I can just I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I, don't, I don't need anybody. And the same people, after he has received, it's very easy to forget. Because why? When the grace comes, sometimes you, it, 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 it takes faith and spiritual insight to know that it's not just on the flesh level. Because it's deeper than the flesh. Because if you take it on the flesh level, you realize that there's nothing really different. You, you get where I'm coming from. So that is why. But when the grace is on your life, people begin to discover with time. But some of the unfortunate aspect is that sometimes but before they discover, it is late for them. Because when the grace is on your life, your life is an embodiment of blessing. Anybody that comes into dealings and contact with you shall testify that something is happening. Look at Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39. Oh Lord. Somebody say, Lord, have mercy. If there's something you need to believe God for, ask him for grace. Mandi, higher. Genesis chapter 39, verses 2 and 4, 2 to 4. It says that, and the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and, he, and was in the house of his master, the Egyptians. The Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord made all that he did to prosper. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had, he put into his hands. Now, the Bible said that the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph and Joseph prospered. So even the Egyptian noticed that the Lord is with this guy. Grace is evident. God told Joseph, I have grace with you. Then do something. He said, okay, my brethren will go with you. We let you know have, you have grace with me. So when the grace of God is on your life, his presence comes around you. And when the presence of God is with you, people with time begin to notice that there is something different about this person. That you can be 2,000 employees. But they will realize that you, this particular one is different. This year, the grace will work for you. The grace, what your CV could not do, grace will do for you. In the name of Jesus, what your bank account could not do, grace will do for you. What your qualification could not do, grace will do for you. What your immigration could not do, hey, grace will do for you. What your beauty could not do, grace will do. What your health could not do, what your gender could not do, what your mother, father, connections, relations could not do, grace. Somebody shall grace. grace. So one of the characteristics of grace is that it is evident, it can be seen. Also, when gra grace is in dimensions, say grace is in dimensions. Grace is in dimensions. Different facets. Different aspects. So it's not that I'm, I'm saved, so I'm going to church, that's all. No, a lot of different things. Grace manifesting. Some things that look even trivial. You can, when you, 
go into the spirit and pray or even just by faith you will realize that grace is in something very little the, the, the way your nail is even growing say grace. grace the way your hair is beginning to go <laughs> and everything has not gone yet <laughs> somebody shout grace First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 says that my grace is sufficient. Now, watch this. Paul said I have a need and God said my grace is sufficient. What does that mean? It's, it means that, can you imagine like, um, um, okay, let's say, let's, let's say we are trying to, let's say we are, there are no of us here, we want to eat, we are coming to eat and we, we ask our professional caterer to cook for us and the professional caterer said, okay, let's say we are 100 here and she pre pre prepared something, uh, different, different assorted food for 20 each but there are about 20 of them and so i think that 20 is not enough and he says that no it's, it's sufficient ah we are 100 he said it's sufficient do you understand that means i to take care of everything or he said i want us to do this i want us to do this i want us to do this and he said okay this is a thousand pounds or two thousand pounds hundred thousand pounds and he said oh but hundred thousand pounds what we really need is to buy you know a, a car a, a car that can take everybody and then when we finish buying the car we carry a carpet and he said oh 100,000 is sufficient in other words the 100,000 is not necessarily the, the car it's not the particular need but it will take care of all the others and God told Paul that my grace it's okay if you have that then it's enough <laughs> don't oh God give me the God give me the God so, do you have the grace it's enough go <laughs> somebody says enough God said, it's enough. If you have the grace, it's enough. So instead of seeking your, some people will say, I, I, Master, I can't come to church, you know, because um, I'm working. I, I have to take extra time. To. You, you think it's money? It's no money. It's the grace. So rather seek how to get the grace. And the grace is enough. Somebody says, but how does it work? Um, Pastor, the grace is enough. Can the grace pay my bills? You get it and see how it works. The way it works, I don't really understand. <laughs> but by the end of the day, you realize that it has really worked. <laughs> Somebody shout grace. Grace, it, it works. It works. I'm telling you, it works. Hey, 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 the grace works. Somebody said the grace works. And this year, it will work uniquely for me. Amen. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 9. Chapter 9, I quoted the scripture, I think, a, a day before. Second Corinthians chapter 9, let me quickly rush through. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. It said, and God is able to make all grace. Somebody say all grace. He said, God, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you that, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every grace. You see, there's a word sufficiency has come again. But let's leave it that alone. Well, it said all grace. Say all grace. So when you say all grace, that means that there are levels, different dimensions of grace. But I said all. Grace for marriage, grace for health, grace for peace at work, grace for nice skin, grace for nice nails, grace for nice tooth, so that your tooth will not be rotten. I don't say don't go to the dentist, but sometimes you know that some people will go and go, but still they are. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, what I'm trying to say is that there are some things that you may get, another person may not get, and you realize that if you don't have it, you spend a lot of money to get it. What some people are spending so much money to get, you just have it. Let me, this those with extension, don't worry, I believe in that. But like some ladies, they have long hair already. 
But some others always have to always spend money. Add even the, the one who braid the hair cannot get some to hold. <laughs> you are struggling. Grace, hallelujah. <laughs> you understand what I'm trying to say? And I'm not saying that it says she's not good because I believe in that. Just that I can't do it. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, let, maybe we should come to the nail level. You know, I've said it before. Somebody said that when you, a, a gentleman, you say you want to marry this lady, and lady asks, Do you have your own car? Do you have your house? Don't worry. You should ask her, Is, is it your real hair? <laughs> or is it your real hair? <laughs> I, I was told that nowadays in some parts of Africa, people have started wearing old, big, uh, mature ladies have started wearing uh, pampas <laughs> so that they can appear different. You know what I mean? <laughs> Somebody said grace. <laughs> and so, no, when I say manifold, <laughs> hallelujah, when I say manifold grace, all grace, that's every area, different things are happening. In other words, don't never think that the grace is just, oh, okay, I've got grace to be able to go to church. Even some of you need a lot of grace for your church faithfulness. Faithfulness in your church attendance, faithfulness in your Bible reading, in your prayer, in your giving. Bible calls it grace. Giving is grace. So many things. Faithfulness in being patient. Faithfulness in ignoring it. Grace in if, if to ignore some things that would not bring any difference. It's it, not different. We need it a lot. We need grace. So the one, what I'm saying is that grace is multifaceted. In other words, it's multidimensional. Different different phases. And so when you read um, did I, for, uh, I said all grace will, now look at First Peter chapter 10 verse 4 and then chapter 5, sorry, chapter 4 verse 10 and chapter 5 verse 10. First Peter. That was somebody's memory verse last week. First Peter chapter 4 verse 10 says that it said as every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Say manifold. Manifold, many-sided. It's manifest itself, many-sided. So you have to behave like a good steward of the manifold grace of God. So the grace is many-sided. Look at verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 10. It said, but the God of what? The God of what? All grace. All grace. He is, the, he is the one behind every good thing in your life. He is the one that can only give grace. He's the only one that can give grace. So grace is multifaceted and multidimensional. That's the dimension of it. Now, the next thing you have to realize is that grace is in levels. First of all, I said grace can be seen. Grace is multidimensional. Grace is in levels. Say levels. levels. What do I mean by that? Levels. Let's look at first. Acts chapter 4 verse 33. Acts 4 33 says that and they, let me, let's read it. Let's read it. Bible says, and great grace was given to them. Great grace. Acts 4 33. Thank you Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Acts 4 33. It says that and and with great power gave the apostles witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and great grace. Somebody say great grace. When we talk about great grace, that means that there can be small grace. Great is quantitative. In other words, measurable. You know, in levels. So great grace was 
given unto uh, great grace was upon them. Praise God. And when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15, it also talks about, about abundant grace. It, uh, it's kind of measuring grace. It's more. So you receive more grace. And there's this year, you, may, you know that God has told us prophetically that it's a year of mega grace. So it's not just the ordinary grace we all enjoy. Caris has been singled out for another dimension of grace, a higher level of grace. That is why you remember I was telling you prophetically that some of you need to begin to take ventures. Because the grace on your life is now going to work in different level. Hallelujah. And so I said grace abundant. That is 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 15. And then 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2. Paul said that... Um, that God he said peace, grace be multiplied. So if he's talking about grace be multiplied unto you, that means I can come in more levels or greater measures, greater levels. You understand that? So grace is in measures, grace is in levels. And so grace, you can receive more. Some of you, the grace that is operating in your life is quite scanty. So who determines who receives more grace or how more grace comes? It is the Lord who determines a general, for instance, where you will be born, where you grow. The, the climatic conditions in a particular environment, there are some things that are be, that's transcendental, that's beyond humans. God determines. But when it comes to, so that is why this year, this church is our season of mega grace. You can't control seasons. It's God who determines seasons. You understand what I'm trying to say? So God determines. So it's a season. That's God's determination. That's what's going to happen for all of us. But now when you personally want to dive into mega grace, that one is not going to, for God to determine. God has set the principles in order. And I'll be teaching you what to do. So that means that if you want to uh, uh, um, get more of something, you just do more of it. Hello? If you if you are if you are sweating and you want to sweat more, if you, let's say you are doing exercise and started sweating little, you want to sweat more, you do it more. You understand what I'm trying to say? So whatever you want more, you do, do you do more of what brought the little. Grace has levels. Say grace has levels. And then finally, in second that the, the scriptures for that second Peter chapter three verse eighteen says that that you grow in grace. Peter was the one who was speaking. He said that my prayer for you is that you will grow in grace and the knowledge of his word. Second Peter chapter three verse eighteen. And I read. It says that. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of the, uh, the the knowledge of our Lord Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. So Paul said, "Grow in grace." That means that you can increase in the grace. Sometimes you can be in, in, in a particular level of a grace, but it, it may not be enough. Or any any level is not enough because God is infinite, is eternal. So you keep you must always keep going higher. Somebody say going higher. Say going deeper. That's why I said deeper, a deep call it unto deep. So when you go deep, you get the deeper one. That will be your testimony. I see somebody getting greater grace. I see somebody getting multiplied grace in the name of Jesus. And then finally, grace comes to help. Grace comes to help. That is our characteristics of grace. When grace is on your life, you are helped. Grace does a lot of things. Grace is sufficient, but comes to help. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 it says that therefore let us come boldly boldly unto the throne of grace mm. 
throne of grace that is in itself is powerful approach the throne of grace it's a throne of grace one day i'll go into that said let us come boldly onto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need say i shall be helped i shall be helped helped. when you read second chronicles chapter 26 let's go there and then i'll be running now second chronicles chapter 26 oh lord hallelujah Ah, uh, this year the grace would, would be so clear on your life. The grace will be so evident on your life. Second Chronicles chapter 26. When you read the verse 7, it said that and God helped him against the Philistines, against the Arabians that dwell in Gabal and Mehunims. Praise the Lord. And verse 8 says that, And the Ammonites gave gifts to Uzziah, and his name spread abroad, even to the entire, to the entering of Egypt, for he was strengthened, for he strengthened himself exceedingly. And then the verse 15 says that, And he made in Jerusalem, verse 15, he, Second Chronicles 26 verse 15 He made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwark to shoot arrows and great stones without and his name spread far abroad for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. God will help you. So we receive, one of the characteristics of grace is that when you receive grace when grace is upon your life, grace comes to help you. Now, is there anybody here who needs help? There is somebody who went in second in the book of First Kings. Some people went to the king and cried, said, King, 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 oh help us, oh king. Do you know what the king said? The king said, This issue, I can't help you. If the Lord does not help you, how can I help you? Some of us are looking for help in wrong places. The devil makes you feel that no, this one can do with this one. It will come from here. But it's not true. Don't go to the wrong place for certain kinds of help. Look up to God and be helped. There's a scripture in the Psalm, in the book of Psalm, I think Psalm 60, somewhere there, 50. It talks about, it said, vain is the help of man. If you do not help us, oh God, vain is the help of man. And Bible says that grace comes so you can be helped. Look at what happened. This guy was helped and his name became great. This year, your name will be lifted. Your name will be, people will hear of you in other nations, in other cities, in other companies. They will hear of you and they will, they will be coming after you in the name of Jesus for promotion in Jesus mighty name in Acts chapter 26 verse 22 Acts 26 22 that is our last scripture here Acts 26 22 oh Lord our help in ages past our hope for years to come Hmm. our shelter in the stormy blast our hope in all eternity Acts chapter 26 verse 22 it says that having therefore obtained help of God I continue I did what I did what it is the help of God that makes you be able to continue you will not drop out you will not drop out of church you will not drop out of your career you will continue sometimes you know we all agree with me I hope you all agree sometimes the going gets so tough hey Sometimes the going goes tough, tough, you feel like, tough, you feel like, do I think I can really go on with this thing again? Do I think you need grace? When grace comes, people, when where people give up, you are strengthened to go through. You are empowered to go through. 
that is the help of God. Paul said, having therefore received the help from God, I continue. You will continue. You will continue in your faithfulness to the house of God. You will continue in your faithfulness to your Bible studies. You will continue in your faithfulness to prayer. You will continue in your faithfulness to giving. You will continue in your faithfulness to the sensitivity and seeking the face of the Holy Ghost. You will continue in your faithfulness to humility, obedience to the word of God. You will continue in your pursuit for excellence in life. You will continue in your spiritual quest to grow and mature in the law. You will continue in your financial grace. The grace that has come upon you. Listen, you will not get somewhere on the road and ray and get stuck. You will not be stuck. You will not be stuck. You will not be stuck. Some people begin a journey of financial excellence and they break down on the way. They break down they can't go anymore. That will not be your, your portion. That will not be your portion. You will not be stuck. You will not be stuck. He said, rejoice not over me, oh my enemy. For even if I fall seven times, I shall rise again. If I fall, I shall rise again. You shall not be stuck because God will help you. I see somebody receiving help. You will receive help. You will not drop out of school because there's no more money. You will not drop out of business because you run, you run into bankruptcy. You will not sell your house because you can't pay anymore. You will not move out of your own your property. You will not sell your car because you can't run it anymore. You will not, you will not be stuck on the way. You are not made to go back. You have been designed to progress. You will not go back. You will move forward. Little by little, you will be grounded. Little by little, you will be established. Little by little, you will grow stronger. You will grow taller. You will grow stronger. Because God, because God, because God will help you. Help is coming from above. When the grace of God comes upon you, you are helped. Bible said Uzziah became great. Everybody knew about him because he was marvelously helped by God. It will not be said that you have been fired from your work and you don't have any work to do again. It will not be said that you have sustained, you have gone through divorce and so your marriage, marriage has collapsed. The devil is a liar. It will not be said that your, your, your particular part of your body has developed sickness, so it has to be cut off or it has to stop functioning. The devil is a liar. It will not be said that you don't qualify for something and so you are being kicked out of your opportunities. It will not be said, it will not be said of your family that your child or your husband or your wife or your relative has been cut off. It will not be said that the thing that has been working for you has ceased. It will not be said that the benefits and opportunity you have been receiving, it has been terminated. It will not be said that you have been deported. The devil is a liar. It will not be said that your visa, your immigration status has been revoked. It will not be said. It will not be heard. It will not be said that shame has visited you. It will not be said that you have been involved in an accident and you cannot walk or you have been hospitalized. You will not be grounded in the hospital bed. The hospital bed will not be your portion. The devil is a liar because God will help you. Because God will help you. This is your year of help. This is your year of divine help. It's your year of help. God is helping you. Help is coming. Help is coming. Help is coming. Help is coming. Help. Help is coming.
your right hand on your head and lift up your other hand. Say this after me. This is my year. This is my season. For mega grace. For abundant grace. For multiplied grace. For all grace to abound towards me. And I thank you, Lord, for your grace. I receive the grace to help me. I receive grace to help. I receive grace to help in my health. I receive grace to help in my finances. I receive grace to help in my spiritual life. I receive grace to help in my marriage, in my marital issues. I receive grace to help in my career. I receive grace to help in my relationships. I receive grace. I receive grace. Thank you, Lord. Begin to bless him. Begin to bless him. Just bless him. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.